Any information in this podcast is not intended to promote or recommend any particular product or services offered by Bell's family and associates. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any investor. Before making an investment decision, investors should seek professional advice. It's a lifetime in a week, right? I've got everything from FTX going down, the implosion, call out the Enron, Lehman event in the crypto space. And then you had a CPI move, which we always talked about as being a big event. So it could have gone either way, clearly given what happened in the market. And that's why we're going to call today major moves. The market was positioned for a negative move. And there's some really, really key stuff going on. That was Gavin and I'm Lucy. Welcome to tomorrow's news. Last week, we lamented on the Fed's continuing to suck joy from the markets post FOMC some of your best trades and opportunities that investors should be looking at in the market. And this week has been a massive week. FTX, as you mentioned, midterms, and most recently overnight, the CPI results. Where do you want to start today, Gavin? Well, let's start with CPI because it really had the biggest impact. And while everyone's going to talk about one of seven days maybe in history where you've had these kinds of moves in the NASDAQ and the S&P, there are things that are probably more important than that stuff you're going to read the newspaper. Number one thing is this reversal in the dollar, DXY. When you look at the dollar chart right now, you had a peak around 115. You had that little run back up to 113. And at the end of the day, as I said to people, it could go higher to 125, but it's a very crowded trade. Well, it was the most crowded trade, is the most crowded trade. And you had the dollar move down, down to 107. That is a major break of a trend. I mean, every charty guy out there is going to say that's a major break of the trend. And so what that tells you, now, it's not like we're going to go straight back to 98 from here or something, probably not even Mm. anything close to that, because I think there's still an awful lot yet to be written about the path of inflation and the path of the Fed. But you've, Jeff, definitely changed the trajectory, probably for the rest of this year. It suggests, given the bias of the market today, and it won't be straight up from here, that we're going to press into at least S&P 4150 some number like that, we're at, you know, 39.50 at the moment. Maybe we'll get all the way up to 4,300. Fund managers are underway. They want to get exposed. And it's not going straight up from here. And I wouldn't tell you that it's the end of all the bad news that's ever going to occur. You can listen to all kinds of people saying, what about 3,300? And should I wait for 3,000? And yes, that might occur. But as we've seen over the last few days with this move from 3,500 to now 4,000, being out of markets, 100% out and hoping now I'm going to get in, just never works. At the end of the day, the key for investors at the moment, you know, you're just sitting here and you're like, all right, what do I do? Well, you're going to have some chop in this area, right? It's not a guaranteed move from here. But if you haven't deployed any capital, you need to deploy a little over the next week or so. So if you haven't deployed, you've got to deploy. On the other hand, since we don't know that we're not still in a continual bear market, 
with the weight of the Fed and the, sort of the market says another 50 basis points. I think you want to be aware that equities can be quite insecure, can certainly go back to from here. I think, again, any chartist would tell you 3,300. 3, so we can go to 4,150 or 4,200 or 4,300, and then we can go back to 3,300. So I think you want to be aware of that. But I think you can't be at a zero. So I've been saying to people, and it's been, look, it worked yesterday, not spectacularly because NASDAQ really had a pumpy move, mm. but sort of long two units of US small crap growth against short one unit of the S&P. My belief that the S&P will underperform the sort of broader market. Now you look at it, it was 5.89 versus 5.54%. The small cap growth did outperform just by a little mm. bit. Nothing like the seven and a half percent move in the NASDAQ, of course. The CPI results drove this massive rally and you talk about this trajectory change. You're Were the markets a little bit too hopeful, you think, from the results? And how do you look at this trajectory and where that's going to be looking ahead till year end? There's a great meme going around and it's the two pictures of Samuel L. Jackson. It was a 7.7% inflation six months ago. It was like homeless guy and then 7.7% today and he's like in a tuxedo. It all matters. And at the end of the day, the market will try to look through the current information to the next phase. So what the market has said now is, We've maximized bond market volatility. Volatility will come down. People will be, have been buying that two-year bond now, put 433. And I've been saying to people, look, you got to buy the two-year. And that's at 4.33%. So down from, call it 5% peak, right? So the market's gotten a little bit more convinced. I find that every cycle sort of has a, you got to really watch this thing thing. And I don't think you're going to hear a lot of people talk about it. But the thing that is important to me, and I'll close with this, is copper. They call it Dr. Copper because if you look, copper from the middle of the year falls rapidly from almost $5 all mm. the way down to call it three, three and a quarter. Copper just crossed today a key trend line at 376.75. Okay. I closed a little below that, but at the end of the day, copper has now moved from 350 to 375. You say, well, what's the big deal? Well, look, the big deal is that with the potential that China is reopening, mm. you got lots of bubbles out there. And we've got a cap on where the Fed is going, and maybe they get a soft landing, and financials sort of tell us that. But what we have is a soft landing modest global growth scenario and copper potentially should this continue because it can reverse as well. It's crossed that line and reversed before. Mm. Copper is the thing to watch. So I would watch copper and I would say, okay, if you read in the newspaper and you see the copper's at 385 or $4, I'm not saying you should buy copper, something important is happening. It's an important change and it's a great sort of shorthand to what you might want to be thinking about. That's great. Something that we definitely should be looking out for. Is there anything else looking ahead for next week that you're anticipating? You know, look, I mean, you've got obviously got this key U.S. Senate race and runoff. And I think that that can create some volatility. But given, you know, the next major thing, I mean, there's always going to be data, but it's probably the Fed. I think now it's just 
watching to see how capital gets deployed into equities Mm. over the next little while. And to end, who's interesting on Twitter for you this week? I really like Gavin Baker. He's Artemides Management. He's a tech investor. He got destroyed this year, but he's been more right now. And I really, really, he's worth following. So Gavin Baker, fantastic tech investor. Amazing. We'll include that into our show notes and share it in our WhatsApp groups. And that's tomorrow's news. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Gavin. Thank you.